welcome to Real Talk. I'm Rick Lobb with Royal LePage Heartland Realty. This is my partner, Kathy Dawson and Jeff Bauer, both brokers as well. Today on Real Talk, we are very happy to interview Rob Wood. And Rob is from Coast Godrich, which is the, uh, the company that's responsible for the development on the south side of town. We have been uh, looking very forward to talking to Rob to learn more about what's going to be happening at that development. It, it is one of the only spots that, uh, that Godridge has to expand at this point. And, uh, and Rob agreed to come on today. So Rob, thanks for coming on. And I guess to start, I'll ask uh, sort of where you are from and, and what background uh, do you have? Sure. So uh, the development end here is a family business. We're from up uh, Waterloo area. Um, this is our 51st year in business going on. Um, started out in heavy civil, so a lot of sewer and water main construction. Uh, sort of split off into two areas from there. In the in the early 70s, we started up a, a separate company called Canadian Construction Controls Limited. Uh, it's since evolved into what's now known as the C3 Group, and that's a, a fairly large group of engineering and specialty contracting firms. Uh, on the other side, uh, the heavy civil end of the business started getting into uh, land development in the late 70s and the early 80s, got out of heavy civil, and that carried on doing the land development. Uh, so we have experience. I did a lot of homes on the uh, far end of Kitchener there over in Mannheim. Uh, more recently wrapped up about uh, 500 units on the east end of Guelph. Okay. And so then... You, so you're out of that Guelph Kitchener area. What what was it that attracted you to the Godrich area? It was uh, fairly early on in our Guelph development. Uh, we had a relationship with RBC Bank out of London, and uh, Bill Thomas, our account representative at the time, had a, a great deal of familiarity with the Godrich area, and was aware of a piece that wasn't necessarily for sale, but uh, knew that the uh, the owner may be interested in talking to someone on it. Uh, suggested I go up and have a look at it. And uh, I'd actually played in the ball tournament here uh, quite a number of years. So I knew the area, loved the area, and thought, uh, why not uh, go up and take a look? Oh, great. So was that the fastball tournament on Labor Day That's weekend? That's the Labor Day, Day fastball weekend. Weekend. Just, uh, tournament. <laughs> yep. make sure. Yeah, so I guess you might have more than one. So. <laughs> now, you weren't playing against the Royal Page Royals, no. because that would be awkward. It was the Godrich Royals, and uh, who was the other one there? Uh, the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah the Grizzlies. So. Excellent. So uh, as far as the size of that development, how many acres did you actually end up buying, and, and how many are you developing? Yeah, there's approximately 100 there. Uh, there's almost two distinct pieces with the one we have uh, about 50 acres, kind of a square piece right on the lake. And then there's a very narrow, about 60 foot uh, band of land connecting to the, what would be the southernmost uh, parcel that's now in the town of uh, Godrich running along Deckert Road out to uh, out to the highway there. And both of those are, they look like workable acreage at this point, correct? That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Like uh, you know, we, we've, uh, out of the hundred, we have probably 80, give or take, that's actually developable. Uh, we have the fairly large bluff area out at the uh, out at the water, and then you take off stormwater management and things like that. So okay. those two the chunks, day, then, 80. Rob, they're they're kind of the corners of them touch by that sixty yep. foot strip, which conveniently is the width of a road allowance. So were those always one piece? 
They are uh, I'd have like to not always. They obviously, I think they were separate parcels at one point. But when you time, guys bought them, when we bought them, it they was were, effectively okay. one piece. Yeah. And there's actually a small area out at the very front that was a uh, um, a separate parcel from a, a legal perspective. Right. But okay. uh, we're we're treating them all as as one development. And then that rectangular piece fronts Deckert Road. Is it? Is it that's Deckard correct. Road? That's correct. And as, as part of our development, there is a longer term plan to relocate where Deckert Road is. Oh. Um, we didn't, uh, we, we looked at that constraint of having that relatively long, relatively narrow piece of land. And to get a reasonable yield out of it, uh, we didn't want to have a, a, a single street running the length of it that would be one sided. And um, there's no real benefit to keeping Deckert in its current location. Uh, we had to make sure we had provisions to provide access to the properties to the south and as well to the uh, kind of to the west end of uh, Deckert there. But that was fairly easily accomplished just with a couple of uh, open blocks that we were able to leave. Okay. And then the, so from Deckert, there's uh, your piece and then there's the two, the O'Brien farm mm-hmm. and the Cook farm yep. that are between right. your piece and the town of Godridge. That's right. Yeah, I mean, they've recently been purchased there by a developer named Walter Bruce uh, late in 2019. He picked those two pieces up and uh, is moving those through the development process as well, which uh, we're excited about. And then how long ago did you actually purchase? Uh, uh, the- so we we had a, uh, this would go back uh, 12 and a half years, I believe, uh, more than that when we started looking at it. Uh, it took about a year and a half of negotiation by the time we actually put pen to paper on the on the deal. Um, first five of that, we had it under option. So we had a renewable option every year that we, we did end up keeping on renewing. Um, at the time we looked at it, the, the, the entire parcel, the entire area to the south of uh, Godrich was part of the township of Central Huron. So we knew that a big part of what we were going into was getting that area annexed uh, into the town or some provision to provide services into the township. Yeah, I know, well, they were at a stalemate for a good long time with Central Huron owning the land, but Godrich being able to service the land. That's correct. And yeah, so yeah, they Godrich had service availability, Central Huron didn't. Central Huron had the land within their uh, assessment area and, and Godrich was at that point getting very close to its uh, boundaries and really practically had nowhere else to expand. And that was the cause for the delay thus far? That's a big part of it. Um, you know, we we spent a, we thought we were getting pretty close on that. Uh, it had been a very long-standing issue. Uh, you know, I've heard 25, 30, depending who you talk to uh, uh, around town. It, it had been discussed repeatedly over the years, but never could uh, reach an agreement between the two parties. Uh, when the tornado went through, uh, that was obviously unfortunate, and it did kind of set the annexation talks back a little bit, but uh, they ultimately, uh, once the town had some time to concentrate on the rehabilitation, they were able to, again, go back and refocus on the annexation. That took maybe half the time between when we picked up the property and now. Uh, Since that time, we then had a draft plan process, uh, all the public consultations involved with that, uh, went through all of the engineering. A lot of that stuff we'd been doing while the annexation was ongoing because we knew that we were going in the right direction with things. Um, and unfortunately, then uh, very shortly after we got draft plan approval, the uh, developer to the south of us filed an appeal to the Ontario Municipal Board. And that took another two and a half years to uh, ultimately settle. Uh, so a few pretty big delays along the way, but uh, 
know, we're excited to be where we are now. So even though there hasn't been dirt moving around, the process has literally been ongoing since the purchase. Absolutely. And then uh, more recently than that, we've been working with the town to uh, draft a subdivision agreement for the, uh, for the property that'll basically lay out the terms and our responsibilities as we develop it and what the town's responsible for and uh, um, lays out some of the costs and, and, and how that infrastructure is put in the ground and, and, and the process moving forward on that. Has the um, the purchase of the adjacent property by Mr. Bruce, has that um, helped expedite any of your process or is that um, did that cause a hiccup or is that a relationship that is going to be like, how well, does that work when there's two developers it, developing you know, something? It certainly didn't expedite it, um, yeah. but we look at it as real positive. Yeah. Uh, when we did the original engineering and planning on that lands, uh, there's what's commonly referred to around town as the Sully Gully that's going out through our property. There's also the Blue Water Beach Gully to the south of us. Uh, the Sully Gully handles the stormwater runoff from a much larger catchment area than just our property. Uh, there's the there's the three properties, Cuck O'Brien and, and ours on the south end of Godrich. There's also a lot of the industrial lands and, and even beyond the industrial lands, water that drains out to Lake Huron through uh, through one of those two gullies. So part of our uh, negotiations and discussions with both the town and, and the township and, and the Maitland Valley Conservation Authority dealt with how do we accommodate and transfer all of that water into Lake Huron in a manner that uh, is going to stop some of the problems that you're seeing. Uh, both of those gullies are uh, continually expanding in size. Ours, it hasn't really had a huge impact because there's no development there. Certainly in Blue Water Beach, uh, there are some strong concerns about the erosion that's ongoing. So when we sat down with them, we, we did say, look, we, we can accommodate all of that water out through an outfall that we have to construct uh, if that is beneficial to the greater area. And, and everyone really strongly agreed that that would be a, a net positive. When Walter Bruce came into the equation, um, and, and that development became more real instead of just a concept that might happen five or 10 or 15 years down the line, uh, we quickly entered into discussions with him and said, okay, what, what are your plans for stormwater management? How do we make sure that the structures and the infrastructure that we're putting in now is going to accommodate the way you want to develop? We'd done it in a hypothetical engineering world, but without knowing the specifics, we make certain allowances and then um, he would have to sort of develop to those standards um, that had been agreed on. Now we have a little bit more of a blank slate and said, what's best for the whole area? So it sounds like it's good news for people living in Blue Water Beach close to that gully because it sounds like your stormwater management plan might take some pressure off the, the gully that they have over there. It should help. It will, it will not fix their problem. We're not proclaiming that, but it, it will be diverting some water that's currently going out through the Blue Water Beach Gully, and uh, uh, that that will benefit. Well, that's great news. So when uh, when you set up a project like this, how does how does uh, like the phasing or the different lots that you're going to be um, subdividing and um, you're going to have streets and different blocks and all that? How, explain to our viewers how that process kind of pans out. Sure. So we've uh, we've got a lot of flex zoning in there. So we have a number of uh, uh, what are called blocks within the draft plan of uh, subdivision. Any one of those blocks can have a range of unit counts on it. 
Um, so I think min max were anywhere from two and a quarter to 335, give or take on the whole subdivision. So as we do the phasing and decide where to develop, we're doing a couple things. One, where to go within the plan. And number two, what density do we want to include within the plan? At a very high level, trunk services, mainly sewer and water, are available at the stub of Warren Street that abuts our property to the immediate north. Uh, so our first phase is going to be in that general vicinity. Uh, we've shown draft phasing plans to the town. We could accommodate somewhere in the order of 10 to 12 phases on the entire development. That's all part of an iterative process that we go through and the town has to approve our phasing plan and has some say in uh, the overall uh, order of development. Uh, at a certain point, we'll have to make sure that we have appropriate second access out to the highway. Um, that was a key consideration, again, talking to the town. They don't want to bring construction traffic in through the right. existing residential area. So we have agreed that any of our construction traffic is going to use some form of the existing Deckert Road and maybe some temporary roads built in so that uh, we can service it from the south or at least bring in the construction vehicles from the south and not impact the existing residents. Oh, that's good. When do you expect to have pre-sales? Hopefully by the fall. Um, we're, we're having discussions right now, uh, deciding the best way of bringing this one to market. Uh, one of the things we are dealing with, there hasn't been a lot of development in Godrich for quite a long time. There's been pockets of infill here and there. Uh, what it means from a developer's perspective is there's not an established home building community here. So it's not as simple as talking to the three or four biggest home builders and saying, well, what are you interested in? How many lots are you willing to take? Um, it's, it's either bringing in builders from out of town often or seeing what we can and start from scratch here in town. So that's potentially good news for, for a buyer of a lot because if, I mean, they're, you're not going to be forcing them at this point to use a specific builder or to choose from a specific plan? Not necessarily. Okay. Um, and, and, and we may take different approaches to different parts of the subdivision. Uh, Rick, the, uh, you know, the lakefront where you're talking uh, some very premium, very high-end lots might make more sense to have uh, someone who wants to bring their builder in and build a nice custom home there. Uh, that very well may be the way we go there. Uh, whereas we get a little bit further away, obviously we'd love to partner with some, uh, some good strong builders. Okay, what type of housing are you doing? Are you doing mainly single-family residential or condos? Do you have a variety? Certainly a mix uh, included within the current zoning on the property, anywhere from uh, attached townhouses, more than likely bungalow towns. We've seen a good demand for those up through semi-detached uh, single-family. Uh, lot sizes could range anywhere from, say, a width of around 40 feet on the low end up to around 80 feet on the high end, depending on how we balance the... Uh, uh, the number of units and the uh, within the blocks that we have. So if things are going to start at the end of Warren Street, mm -hmm. uh, are you going to sort of develop like Warren Street uh, sort of south and then west of that? Or are you going to go toward the lake? Or are you going to go Warren Street and then east of that toward 21? Sure. It's still open for discussion on that. Uh, we haven't actually uh, settled on precisely what our first phase will be. Um, one of the big constraints we have, I haven't talked about it already, was the stormwater management. Uh, we had a significant amount of engineering done on what would have been a temporary solution to the management outfall that would allow us to get going without maybe building all of the infrastructure. Unfortunately, what that really meant is that we'd lack some of that flexibility. A lot of the temporary infrastructure would have sat on what is the, uh, the road fronting onto the lake. 
uh, ultimately we've made the decision that's probably best to get everything built uh, early on, uh, have that there as a, and give ourselves the flexibility then to really go where we need to go and where the market dictates we go within the, within the subdivision. In terms of uh, the, that mix, uh, just back to what type of housing, how much does the the planning department of the town have to factor in with the density versus what the market tells you and what uh, you know what your your plan is like? Sure. Is it kind of a mix or is it? Well, so right right now the the plan is approved with those min and maxes per block. So we have fairly well full flexibility so long as we stay within those goalposts. If we want to change where the goalposts are, then obviously the town would uh, have some say in that, uh, have some feedback on that, and we would have to go through a, an approval process on that to get anything changed. It's something we're looking at. I mean, we lauded this out, or not lauded it out, but we put the blocks on there quite a number of years ago. Uh, it is certainly possible things have changed, and, and, and we're evaluating that and uh, have had some preliminary discussions with the town. What would be involved if we decided to, uh, say, incorporate more townhouses or something like that? Generally speaking, I think they'd be supportive, but it would obviously go through the proper uh, planning process. It's interesting. Twelve years ago, if you had been able to start right away, the uh, the idea of, of building or developing condos in this area it was, it had never been really done before. And so at that time, I don't think a condo development really would have, uh, it would have been before its time. Now, if there was condo developments on that side of town, I mean, the, the way that, that the other uh, uh, condo developments have gone in Godridge, they have been super in demand. It's interesting. The, there was a real stigma against them when we were going through the planning process. Mm -hmm. uh, we found the uh, uh, the community here very welcoming uh, from a developer's perspective. Uh, but the only strong negative feedback we got was when we had originally lauded out and showed some uh, townhouses and potentially condos closer to the existing built area. Um, and ultimately, they did get some negative feedback with respect to that and, and relocated where those blocks are located. Um, I think at that point in time, Goddard has never seen that type of development. And uh, maybe they are a little bit more ready for it now. And uh, it might be something that we want to look at uh, incorporating more of. We certainly have some and we can get going on it uh, fairly early on with that as, a, as, a, as an option for the mix. Uh, whether we want to do some more of it in our later phases uh, is open for discussion. That's great. The market will definitely tell you. That's the, that's Absolutely. the nice thing about the market. It will tell you fairly quickly whether something is uh, is desirable or if it's not. Absolutely. Well, Rob, we really appreciate you coming by. Uh, there's been a lot of curiosity about what's happening at the south end of Goddard, and you cleared a lot of that up today, so we appreciate it. Maybe uh, so you figure a timeline as far as people seeing dirt move. Things continue to go well. We're certainly hoping to have a shovel in the ground uh, next spring. Next spring. Okay. So, so there you have it. Uh, thanks to Rob Wood for coming around. Hopefully we can get him back uh, a year from now to, to <laughs> get an update on yep. how things are going. And uh, this has been another episode of Real Talk. We appreciate you stopping by.